every Green Diva needs a sidekick. At the Green Divas radio show, they're called Green Dudes. Time now for a deeper shade of green from a guy's perspective. Well, I'm so glad we caught up to this awesome green dude, Rob Greenfield, who's been making his way across the country, around the world, as a matter of fact. Um, he's always on an adventure. He, he actually calls himself an American adventurer, and I think that's an accurate term. He's also a dude making a difference, an environmental activist, among many cool things. Hi, Rob. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So he's out in San Diego, so we were chatting about that because I've got peeps out there, and we spend time out there, so it's morning time where he is. <laughs> um, so, you know, Rob, you are a young guy on a mission to help raise awareness about so many issues relating to the environment and, and food and water and resources. Um and, and I think there was a particular issue we were going to talk about today, which, as I said, I think we could talk about all day long and people still wouldn't entirely get it, and that is food waste. Yeah, food waste. Food waste. And my dog just said, yeah, food waste. There should be none. <laughs> Although technically we should say wasted food. Yes. Um, because it's not really food waste. We're talking about throwing away so much good quality stuff that's just it's just wasted food food yes. that should be eaten right right exactly so tell me a little bit about how you um kind of got focused on this and and what you've been doing around it well um so, so last not this summer but the summer before i took my first bike ride across the country and i was doing this trip called off the grid across america and the idea was i was basically living like, you've seen the documentary No Impact Man, probably? Yes, right. So, kind of like that, except it was so living extremely low impact. So, the rule for food was I could only eat local, organic, unpackaged food. Wow. And since America is covered in food deserts and literal deserts, yeah. my, my um, exception to that was I could eat food that was going to waste because... It has no negative environmental impact. The water's already been used, the electricity, the fossil fuels. So I started to look into grocery store dumpsters, um, and I was just blown away from day one. Uh, it seemed like just about every grocery store dumpster I opened was full of perfectly good food, and a lot of them were literally filled to the brim. Yeah. So... On that trip, I ended up uh, eating 70% of my diet came from grocery store dumpsters, about 280 pounds of food throughout the three months uh, crossing America on, on my bike. Wow. You know, and I know my sister drives to South Dakota every year, and there's all kinds of farms, you know, out there, you know, and, and, and yet there's there's very little. She's, she's you know... Um, pretty much a natural foodie like like many of us and and she can't find food <laughs> yeah I, I had a really hard time finding local food um, and it's especially challenge for challenging for a traveler because the truth is, is we can all we could all live fairly sustainably if we wanted to yeah. grow our own food if we made that choice but as a traveler you know, the farmer's market might just be once a week or right, right. you don't know where people are growing food, so it's much more difficult. So it was, it was challenging. But um, 
So I, I just started to see firsthand how much food is going to waste, and the statistics are insane. $165 billion with a B worth of food is thrown away per year. And the thing is, these are just numbers, um, so it's hard to wrap your head around them. But to give you an idea of, to give the listener an idea how much $165 billion is, that's more than the budgets for our national parks, our public libraries, our federal prisons, the veterans' health care, the FBI, and the FDA combined. Oh, so my a lot. God. Thank you for putting that in perse- into perspective because you're right. It is hard to kind of visualize and get a grasp on that, and um, that's a lot. Holy a moly. Lot. And then to continue that, to create just the amount of food that, we, that ends up in the landfills, we waste enough water to meet the domestic needs of every American citizen. So just the amount of food we waste, the water we waste growing that, would be all the water we need. So tons of resources. And then beyond that, so there's the environmental and the economic reason, but the humanitarian reason, about 317 million Americans, about 50 million are food insecure. Yet we produce enough food to feed 500 to 600 million Americans. So... No food shortage whatsoever. We just need to get this food that's being thrown out into the hands and the mouths of the people who need it rather than in the dumpsters. It's like not distributed properly. And, yeah, there's something really, really wrong. That's an imbalance that we have to totally fix and focus on people. Come on. Huge. So people that want to see photos of what I've so what I started to do was on the second bike ride is I biked across the country, and for the second half I decided that I would only eat food from grocery store dumpsters to show how much of it there is, and so for two months I ate a pure dumpster diet. I know also, I remember seeing pictures like the oh Rob and so when Lynn said oh you're going to talk to Rob I'm like oh the guy in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, people know me in the dumpster. That was never my original plan was to be known for being a guy in dumpsters, but that's yeah. just kind of how it's come. But it makes a really strong point. I mean, it really is pretty impactful. It is. And so what's really been impactful is what I call the food waste fiascos, and that's where I go out for one night in a city with a with someone with a car, and we collect as much food as we can from the grocery store dumpsters in one night, and then the next day... We've set up in a public park a food waste fiasco, which is where we lay out like a couple thousand dollars worth of perfectly good food, and then we, we, we display it, and then people can come and take it. And I found that the only thing that's ever limited the size of the, the food waste fiasco it's the is the size of the car. Size Exactly. Yeah. There's so much food. In yeah, I was thinking like you couldn't do it in New York City without a very large truck. Um, yeah, well, so in New York City, we did do it um, downtown right next to the Whole Foods Market. Really? I can't think of what name of that um, Were you park in is. Union right? Square? Yeah, yeah, Union Square. That's where they usually have a huge farmer's market there in the middle, but uh, there's oh, a yeah. good... Yep. yep. Yep, we were down there, and I went out with the Freegans, actually. Their website's freegan.info. Yeah. They showed me how to dumpster dive in, in New York, and there it's not actually dumpster diving. It's like trash bag opening because the bags are, you know, just on the street. Yeah. So that's one place where dumpster diving is 100% legal because once the stuff is on the street, it's public property. Wow. Interesting. So, you know, if you happen to be homeless in New York, which is a huge bummer, especially in the winter, at least you're going to be well fed. 
If you have a, if you have some knowledge, you'll absolutely be well fed. In fact, I would say that you could be more well fed than most poor college students. Yeah, yeah. Now, the poor college students could be doing this as well, but a lot of people just don't know. But I've showed so many people. My mission isn't to get people dumpster diving, but right. while the food is there, um, I say, why not? And, you know, at yeah. the same time, use it as a way to raise awareness. Well, I like that you gather it and bring it to a public place and let people know, A, here's a visual, and B, here's some food for y'all, you know, because there are hungry people. Oh, there's a lot of them out there, and it's uh, it's pretty amazing to see. Um, I've hosted 10 of these food waste fiascos. Each one had a, a couple thousand dollars of the food, and pretty much every loaf of bread has been eaten at all of them. Wow. Like, tw- about $12,000 of the food just laid out between all of them, and people have come and gotten almost every bit of it. Are you going to continue to do these? Yeah, definitely. Um, I... I mean, the thing is, they cost no money. They take basically no resources, no infrastructure. You just go out, gather a whole bunch of food, which is friggin' fun, and yeah. then you blow people's minds with how much food is in their local dumpsters. Okay, so, I vote that we have to do that here in New Jersey, where we are in Morris County. You, you, we have to, we have to plan one of those. All right, we can definitely do that. Because I, you know, there's a and there's a lot of kind of upscale communities here with upscale grocery stores that have some pretty sweet, you know, um, you food in their dumpsters. Trust me. Yes, upscale ones are definitely the the, the easiest. Okay, question: target. When you're in a city environment like, let's say, New York, what about the rats? Do they have, like you have to fight the rats for the food? So the only place that really, you know. So in all the dumpsters that I've been in, I've only ever seen rats once. It was here in San Diego, and it was at a Mediterranean market. Bummer. Um, so the the deal is that these grocery store dumpsters are emptied, most of them on a daily basis. And the reason being is because these guys are filling their dumpsters to the brim every single day, so they have to be emptied every single day. So there's not much time for rats to yeah. start festering. And then beyond that, dumpsters... Um, they're pretty sealed, right, most of them? They're, yeah, they're really, well, even if they're not sealed, the sides, so it's one thing if they're, like, jammed up next to buildings like they are in New York City. Yeah. But in most cities where there's plenty of space, the dumpsters are standalone. There's there's yeah. just the sheer walls. There's no nothing to climb up, so rats can't even actually get in the dumpster. So I've, I I would say I've never been in a dumpster with a rat. Well, that's, um, that's I've been that, in a good to know. Dumpsters. Yeah, it is, and there's all these misconceptions about the dumpsters being crazy dirty or having rats but the fact yeah. is that they're empty daily and that grocery stores aren't throwing away weird stuff they're we- throwing away food boxes and plastic i just saw a film the name of which i can't remember but they actually had a whole scene about this issue these these lost boys from sudan had been you know relocated here in the united states and uh, one of them got a job working in a supermarket and the supermarket manager asked him to go throw, you know, like heartfuls of good, perfectly good food into the dumpster. And he was like flabbergasted. Like, why? Why are you throwing? Like, you, you know, there are people starving in my country. This mm. this is, uh, you know, he just he, he actually just took off his little work vest, handed it to the manager and walked away. I said, I, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to have been there for that. Well, it's a film, if I could remember it, Reese Witherspoon was in it and um, – it's a really, really good story, but anyway, I, I, I digress. 
So yeah, how can well, people find out more about you and your adventures uh, and this food waste fiasco? So the link to this, to the food waste fiasco is robgreenfield.tv slash food waste. Um, and you'll learn it all there. See the pictures. If you spend 10 minutes reading that blog, you'll be pretty well educated. You'll learn that um, grocery stores are protected by the Good Samaritan Food Act, so they don't have to worry about liability. And in fact, um, not a single grocery store has ever been sued, according to a 2013 University of Arkansas study. So, and then the fact that there's thousands of food rescue programs like City Harvest, yes. Feeding America, the yeah. Food Recovery Network that will come to the grocery stores and pick this up. And so the call to action is uh, donate, not dump. I uh, want yeah. people out there getting involved with the grocery stores and telling them, hey, we want you to donate your extra food, not throw it away. And so using the hashtag donate, not dump on social media or just go talk to your managers. Oh, I like and, that. Uh, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go talk to my local manager and say, hey, by the way, what do you do with that stuff every day? And you know what's so cool about that is you could inspire them to start donating it, and your simple action could feed hundreds of people every day. All right. How good would that feel? It does feel good, and I I appreciate your you know really making an effort to educate us on this stuff because you know I, it's not in the forefront of of our minds. I try to be very conscientious about food waste in my household, and you know when I'm buying and all that stuff, and I try to buy local. But I, I, it really – some of the things you've said are just stunning and um, are going to really shift my focus a bit. So, Rob, I'm glad we caught up to you, uh, Busy Adventure Man. And when you come out to the East Coast, we've got to make sure you come to the Green Diva Studio. And uh, in the meantime, I hope we get to talk to you again soon. All right. We will make a plan of a food waste fiasco uh, yeah. at the Green Diva Studio. Definitely. All right. Bye, Rob. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Have a good day, everyone. Want more information on this Green Dude segment and other ideas for low-stress green living? Go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com.